yeah how you like that little groove how you like that little groove you know what i'm saying you got the uh you got the little movements in there you know what i mean yeah so what's popping y'all welcome to uh, the cowboy bebop podcast uh, where I take you on a futuristic exploration into the ideas, products, and minds influencing the culture of tomorrow. Uh, hosted by me, Vu Francois. Um, so in today's episode, we'll be talking about uh, deep fakes. So some of you are probably familiar with this, um, especially if you're active on social media. Um, but the reason I'm talking about this today is that uh, recently there was this video that surfaced online on social media um, that an artist had created where he deep faked Mark Zuckerberg. Um, so in the video, Mark is sitting in front of, you know, this camera, kind of like a CNN um, bit, right? Um, news bit. Um, and in the video, he's delivering this message on Facebook's uh, potential sinister powers, what they call it. Um, and also kind of at the same time, um, Stanford researchers had, had unveiled this um, this video, kind of demoing this algorithm that they had submitted for uh, SIGGRAPH 2019. Um and quote unquote, this is this is what it does. So it makes editing video as easy as editing text, right? Meaning meaning they can modify video clips of people saying things uh, that they didn't say just by typing and dragging and dropping a few new phrases um, into their software. It's it's super cool, and 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 the mark thing was like super crazy as well. It kind of sits, it kind of makes you sit that sit back and like have this like existential crisis kind of thing. Like it's 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 pretty crazy. So I've linked both of these actually in the newsletter. So if you sign up, you can check it out. I just provide the links there. There's there's a lot more links too that you can check out as well. Um, but yeah, in the video itself, you can you know you can tell that Mark um, is is kind of deep faked if that makes sense like there's certain mannerisms his voice is a little bit off um and obviously you know we're, we're definitely in the early stages of this kind of deep fake movement so you know obviously there's gonna be a lot of forward progress that's gonna make this even more realistic right down the line um and it really makes you kind of take a step back and think like you know how far can this you know really go right uh, so just to backtrack real quick, um, for those of you who are listening who don't know what a deep fake is, um, essentially a deep fake is an artificial intelligence generated video um, that depicts someone saying or doing things that um, the person never actually said or did. Um, and then here, here I am putting my computer uh, scientist hat on. So they're currently made um, through two ways. Um, so the first is a generative adversarial network or GAN, right? So this is a type of AI that has uh, two parts. Um, so one which creates the fake images, right? And one that works out whether or not this thing, this image is realistic enough, right? And then it's learning from its kind of past mistakes and it's iterating on the image to make it more realistic. Um, the second way um, is through autoencoders. So autoencoders um, are these neural networks that can learn all the features of a given image and then it kind of decodes those features, right? Nose, mouth, ears, things like that. Um, so they can change the image to make sure that it's, it's more kind of realistic, right? So apparently, um, in order to create, create a deep fake right now, um, you only need about 20 to, to 45 second uh, clips um, of uh, video clips of a person's face, um, and really about a half, uh, about half a day or so to train the model. Um, if that doesn't already seem like, like 
like much at all. Um, there's other deep fakes out there that are being made from as little as like one image, right? Like wild. That's super wild. Um, so if you Google around, uh, you'll find tons of uh, deep fake examples out there. Um, so you can deep fake voices, you can deep fake videos, you can deep fake images and, and text even, right? Um, so uh, I think one, like there's a couple popular ones, but there's one with President Obama. I think a lot of people have already seen. Um, there's Donald Trump even, you know, deep faking him. And he's he's saying a lot more crazy stuff than he even usually does. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then there's even uh, deep fakes of First Lady uh, Michelle Obama and Scarlett, Scarlett Johansson, along with um, a bunch of other celebrities uh, on Pornhub. Yeah, on Pornhub. Um, and uh, there's also this realistic uh, voice clone of Bill Gates that The Verge, I think, had posted. And, and it's super cool. Um, there's even this site that I want you guys to check out. It's called thispersondoesnotexist.com. Uh, um, so on the site, uh, whenever you refresh, it generates a, a new realistic fake face um, of a person that, that doesn't actually exist. Um, it's really creepy. Um, so everything you know you kind of find really related to this topic will be um, to some extent uh, very disturbing, but there's almost this like ironic, um, artistic and, and, and also like comedic, um, essence to it. All right. It's like very kind of like black mirror, like season two kind of thing. Like it's, 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 it's very much so in, like, you know, in that, in that vibe. Um, yeah. So a lot of people, you know, um, I would say even, you know, myself, um, to a certain degree, um, are pretty worried, uh, with the extreme, um, implications of deepfakes as I'm sure, you know, some of you guys who are listening also feel the same way. Um, you know, there's there's obviously the kind of the legal and personal ramifications um, that could take place, right? Because of because of deepfakes, right? You have fake videos, you have um, calls, um, fake calls that slander or hurt individuals and and you know personal relationships and things like that. Um, but I think um, what's getting the most press right now um, are deepfakes that affect us um, more on a national and, and global level. Um, specifically related to politics. Um, so the House Intelligence Committee um, is hosting, I think, its first congressional hearing um, specifically focused on examining um, the threat of deep fake videos, right? Um, so a lot of the guys on Capitol Hill are worried that, you know, it could impact the 2020 elections, uh, you know, because of misinformation, because of uh, misrepresentation of the candidates. Um, because it'll, you know, undermine the democratic process and, and it, it buffers scare tactics that, you know, some of the candidates might use. Um, and then ultimately, you know, it creates this kind of hysteria, right? And it, and it throws off, um, throws off voting, right? Um, a lot of people think that, you know, um, it really it's the next iteration of, of fake news, um, kind of on top of what we've already seen, you know, in the previous election, 2016. So the burning question from this more kind of antagonistic perspective of, of deepfakes is, is, you know, how do we actually uh, defend and, and fight against such a thing, right? Um, so currently, according to a report by the Washington Post, um, top AI researchers um, are very upfront with the fact that we're not ready and that we're extremely outgunned when it comes to um, IDing a deepfake. Um, so right now it takes days, right, to to really analyze whether or not a deep fake is 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 a deep fake or or real. Um, where we're counter to that, you know, creating one only takes a only takes a couple hours, right? As, as I kind of mentioned before. 
Um, so also according to the article as well, um, the ratio of researchers working on video synthesis, which is you know creating uh, uh, deepfakes, um, versus detecting them is like 100 uh, to 1. And this is according to Professor Farid, a CS professor and digital forensics uh, expert at Berkeley. Um, so in the AI world, you know, apparently identifying fake media uh, receives less attention, um, thus funding and institutional backing, um, uh, than creating it uh, because there's there's not a lot of money to be made in detecting fakes, which to me sounds like a very kind of false assumption, um, especially like if not if when this technology you know propagates and and becomes you know more uh widely adopted and and uh and everything like that to the masses even right i think there's going to be a lot of money made you know from detecting fakes um and and i definitely think that you know they're heavily mistaken in the fact that this is not going to be you know a money maker for sure um but hold up so the future actually isn't that bleak um, so I also provided some more links to this as well, um, but there is, you know, a lot of of passionate uh, startups and individual kind of researchers and, and even research teams and academics um, working on tackling this problem right now. Um, so some of the ideas that they have include uh, independent verifying services, right? Uh, blockchain uploading, uh, platform-wide verification systems, origin tracking, and then um, unique watermarks. Um, you know, either way, um, I think they're working on something um, that, you know, if they don't figure out um, and also the and then the academics don't figure out as well, um, ultimately, it will be really in the hands of these massive social platforms like the Facebook, the YouTubes, the Twitters and, and etc. Um, to really figure out this this issue. Right. Or else. Um, I, or else I feel like they have no option or else they're going to kind of implode, right? Um, because, you know, this is extremely Im- Im- important issue to figure out whether or not, you know, the content on your platform is is real or, um, you know, is it is it going to create, you know, a lot of these uh, these issues that we kind of already are facing with, with all the, de- you know, with all the fake news and, and whatnot. Okay, so enough about the um, dark dystopia stuff. Um, I do want to jump into the other side of deepfakes, um, more of the interesting, you know, valuable side of it um, that is really being talked about less and less. Um, and I, I kind of have focused this uh, this perspective more towards the uh, creative media endeavors, if you will. Um, so some of you might already um, know what I'm referring to or have experienced it already, especially, you know, if you're if you're big on, on Snapchat and stuff. Um, so things like the face swaps, right, um, and the filters, the the sex change filter, even right. Um, some of these are a little bit more of a uh, simple and relatively um, harmless example um, of of a deep fake. Um, but just for a second, I do want you to um, imagine using uh, deep fake for movie, um, for TV production, or even you know um, independent content creation for YouTube, even right. Um, so I've also attached another Stanford research project that was uh, published uh, last year in partnership with Adobe. Um, so the research project is titled uh, Computational Video Editing for Dialogue-Driven Scenes. So the general premise of, of this paper and, and this research uh, project is that they're developing a new type of video editing system um, that can analyze a standard film script, 
Um, and then you also feed it multiple cuts or takes of a specific scene. So the different cuts and in, 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 uh, in takes can be from different angles, um, different emotions and, and facial expressions from the actors. Uh, but basically it takes all these components and then it can intelligently uh, craft and edit um, that clip or that scene, you know, based on a couple of uh, idioms or um, adjectives rather that you can select. So, you know, you want this one to be um, a little bit more um, serious tone. You know, you want this one to be a little bit more, you know, emotional, tear-jerking kind of thing. You want this more, this one to be a little bit more happy and comedic and whatnot. Anyways, you can you can kind of uh, um, get it to do you know certain things. It'll it'll cut in, it'll cut out. You know, um, do like a jump cut and things like that. Um, it's super cool. Uh, check it out. It's called uh, I think the project is called Rough Cut. Um, so to me, you know, uh, what this shows is that the potential to make it like a hundred times and even like a thousand, ten thousand times easier for like a regular consumer to develop high quality cinematic um like professional grade video content without having the skills and training um is basically like already here right like that's wild like to me especially like you know i wish i could create better video content like i have premiere i have a camera things like that and I always wish i could do that but now like you know i obviously i can't right i gotta spend the time to learn it etc but but now like you know with advances like this like this completely changes the game for everybody um, but I, I kind of want to mention another use case that I was thinking about too as well. Um, so, so here's, so here it is. So imagine, um, you could superimpose, you know, people, celebrities, uh, characters, or even yourself like into videos, right? So essentially like this virtual kind of, um, uh, replica of yourself could live on, you know, through video, right? Visually online, um, and kind of basically like autonomously, right? Um, like you can even really, you could even like license yourself to appear in like other people's videos. Like it's kind of far out if you think about it, but like, if you like, bear with me. So like, imagine creating like this mirrored version of yourself, right? Um, that, that exists of you. Um, and, and you, and it can do things, um, in video that, you know, that you wish you had time to do, or you wish you could like do better. Right. So like video interviews, like attending virtual meetings for you, right? Like acting in movies or shorts, um, like creating video content for YouTube, whatever video content you're into, like being in a music video, right? Like creating educational content for Skillshare and, and so forth. That's, that's not an ad plug. Um, but, you know, basically you can do this all from just giving the algorithm a, a few, you know, real pictures of you, a few real video clips of you and like a script and right. And basically it's done, right. It'll, it'll pump out a video kind of for you. Like that's crazy, son. Like that's crazy. Um, I, I can, I can't even imagine like what I would do. You know what I mean? Like if I had that, like I'd probably take that and like, man, I'd make videos of myself like skateboarding even, right? Pass, place my face. You know, actually, you know, it's kind of, you're being fraudulent a little bit because you don't actually, maybe you don't actually don't do those things. Or you're not as good as that. Like I'm not that great of a skater, but like if, if I could like have a video of myself, like, you know, doing like a 12 step, like, boom, man, that'd be freaking crazy. Like I'd, I'd love that. Right. I'd probably show my kids or something like that down the road or whatever, or like even like do a music video of me in the music video with like you know, chance to rap or, you know, J. Cole, whatever, maybe, you know, be an extra in the back. I don't even care. 
I think that, that, I think that whole concept is just so cool. Um, but yeah, um, I did want to hit on one more, uh, one more that I heard about that, that I, or not heard about, but, but one that I came across, um, have known about for a while that I thought was pretty interesting and, and inspirational as well. So there's this new movement of, uh, CGI, uh, influencers kind of popping up, right? Um, the most popular one right now, uh, is this, uh, synthetic, um, girl influencer called, uh, her name's, uh, Michaela or Lil Michaela. Um, so on Twitter and Instagram, her, uh, her username is at, at Lil Michaela, Michaela spelled M I Q U E L A. Um, so you can check her out. She has about like 1.6 million followers on IG, like it's nuts. Um, but what I think that is interesting really is that she, uh, she plays homage to one of my, um, favorite bands, um, who are the gorillas. Um, but she's like an interesting, uh, take on that concept of like a synthetic artist. Right. Um, and, and I think that's because, you know, she's, she's a CGI uh, character, right? Um, so you can use her across kind of different mediums and, and it's, it's easier to make her and it's, it kind of makes sense. Right. Um, so she models, she makes music, she cracks jokes on Twitter. Um, basically she's like the whole nine yards of, of any notable influencer. Um, you know, she already does collaborations with real people, real brands. Um, you know, soon enough she'll probably be in movies as well. Um, you know, essentially she's, she's really taking on this more authentic, like humanistic role, um, in media, like it's pretty crazy. I feel like, you know, just analyzing some of the conversations that she does have, like on her social media, like that, like people almost talk to her, like she's like a real, real person. And like, that just blows my mind. Like, that's crazy. Obviously, you know, they probably have a team in the background who's, you know, replying, answering whatever, but like, I'm sure there's kids out there who are like, dang, like little Michaela, like that's my hero. Like, that's who I want to, you know what I mean? That's who I want to be like, but it's like, yo, she's, she's CGI, you know, that kind of thing. Right. Well, I mean, it kind of makes sense because, like, you know, when I was a kid, I did kind of want to be like Buzz Lightyear or, or Woody or whatever. So, you know, that didn't happen, but, you know, still still dream about it sometimes. Um, and then um, also there's a startup that I heard about um, actually today that I came across, um, and they are called Oxuman. Uh, so it's spelled A-U-X-U-M-A-N. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, but um, on Twitter, it's, it's that name too, Oxuman. Um, and this is straight from their Twitter bio and their mission is to create a new breed of virtual musicians, performers, and, uh, cultural icons. Um, to me, it sounds like essentially it's like a new, new age, like, um, uh, record label or like media label, um, if you will. Um, like this concept I think is like super dope and, and super interesting, um, but also at the same time, I'm like, man, there's going to be so many more potential like opportunities to leverage synthetic media, right? Like not even just, you know, having a label, right? You could even create whole like TV networks, right? Based off synthetic media characters. You can create whole sitcoms. You can quickly iterate on on, on, on music, on, on movies, on TV shows, on um, video content, on basically like everything related to kind of to that, that video world very quickly and you can iterate and, 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 and kind of exchange things. I feel like the cost of, of, of production is going to like drop drastically, right? And then the importance of maybe 3D artists and then those guys, the technical artists is going to just go all the way up. Um, 
but also concerns you a little bit, you know, about the actor side too, as well. Like the real, like the real people. I hope, I hope they'll still, you know, be around and, and I mean, I'm sure they'll still be around and have jobs and things like that and be able to contribute maybe their voice and, and things like that. But either way, you know, um, there's obviously going to be a lot of opportunities in this space and, and I am so like excited to, to see it happen really. Okay. So to quickly wrap this up, um, I did want to give a few takeaways and, and, and food for thought. Um, so in general, I think the jury obviously is still out on how, um, you know, how do we utilize this technology in a way that is, um, more entertaining than it is disturbing, um, more useful than it is deceptive. Um, but overall, um, I think defakes are, are are a positive for us, right? Um, and that's because you know they they will make us more aware and realize that that we can't take everything we see um, and hear for granted or kind of at face value, right? And I think that that awareness is really just exactly you know what we need um, to protect ourselves, um, you know from from kind of you know the the bad side of what this technology um, could bring so thanks for listening and i will catch you later peace